Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of One Simple Question. Travel was one of the biggest victims of our pandemic. Some of us used it as an escape, some for an adventure and some for a profession. I know that personally, it's one of the things that I've missed most. My guest this week, Mandy Jones, was one of those people whose life got turned upside down with the travel bans. I caught her at the end of 2020, and I was just curious about how her year went and how she was faring in this viral environment. What did her life look like now that she was less mobile? And what did she think it'd be in the near future? Hey, Mandy, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Whereabouts are you currently locked down? Well, at the moment, I'm at my family home. Um, It's been quite good over the summer season, um, I should say. I've been kind of between here and uh, with my sister. Um, So my family home is in Wales. My sister lives in the Midlands and she's got three children. So I've been very busy trying to help her out and they've actually recently just moved house. Um, So I've been kind of hands on with that as well. Oh, you're a really good sister. I, uh, I'm honestly not sure I'd still volunteer to do that. I'm sure I would, but <laughs> I don't have the opportunity to. Yeah. How long have you been staying in your family home and, and helping your sister out? Well, I've kind of been back and forth. Um, I think it must have been, yeah, over the summer period, I was with my sister. Um, and then more recently, I've been with my parents back at their house, uh, just trying to uh, not lose any dead money with all of my savings. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later on. <laughs> yeah. Where do you normally live then? Um, and what do you do? Well, it's kind of weird. I kind of live out of a suitcase. I'm kind of here, there and everywhere. So I do a lot of traveling. So with everything that's happened this year, it's been a bit of a shock to the system. So I work on a cruise ship um, and I've been doing that for nearly seven years So normally what would happen, I would go away for around four to five months uh, living on board and then I would come back to the UK and just kind of see friends, go away, go different places around the UK and travel as much as I can within my vacation period, if you like. Uh, So it's been a kind of a weird one this year that I've actually had to sit still, Um, but I've kind of enjoyed it actually. Yeah, kind of sounds like your life would be one of a constant travel. So this might be this light pause to everything uh, on the cruise ship. What did you say that you do on it? Um, on the cruise ship, I'm a cruise director. And what does that do? So as a cruise director, I mainly take care of the entertainment. Um, on cruise ships, we have three different departments. We have hotel, deck and engine Um, And within the hotel department, we have three main fields under that category as well, which is food and beverage, which is, of course, obvious. Um, We also have uh, the revenue partners, the housekeeping, um, guest services kind of side. And then the third department is the entertainment department. So I run the whole of the entertainment side, uh, doing all of the planning. We have around on the ship that I work, uh, one, two, three different theater venues where people can go and watch shows of course we also have the kids club we have musicians around uh, we have the activity staff so it's a uh, it's kind of busy um not only that as well 
as a cruise director, I have to make all of the daily announcements. We do a daily show as well. Uh, so that can be a lot of fun. And basically just being the face of the ship and interacting with the guests and making sure that they're having a really good time. So you're my pathway into doing stand-up comedy on a cruise one day? Exactly. I'm the person you need. Hostage audience. They can't run away from my <laughs> terrible humor. I'll lock the doors and make sure they stay in so they have to watch. <laughs> so kind of you. Um, do you work on one ship usually or do you like jump to different ships? Is there a vessel that's always yours? So what normally happens is you would have a vessel and you would tend to do a couple of contracts on that vessel. Then what would happen, you would do a bit of a rotation. But this also depends on people coming back to work. Uh, working on board, we have to do a very extensive medical. So maybe there could be somebody who's on their, their rotation of vacation and something might be up with their medical. So you might need to go to another ship to do a bit of a filler. The last contract that I did just before the pandemic and everything, I did a split contract. Uh, so I did a couple of months on one ship and then I moved to another ship for a couple of months, kind of doing the vacation fillers. Um, but I've also done the same vessel for four contracts in a row as well. So it really just depends. How many cruises do you think you've been on in your life now? In my life? Um, so I've been cruising for nearly seven years. So Wow, that's a lot. Now, it depends as well whether they're a five-day cruise, a week cruise, two-week cruise. So on average, let me work this out. I've probably done, I probably do around 45 cruises a year. Let's put it like that. Gosh, that's an incredible amount of cruises. I've done one in my life and <laughs> you've done over 250. Uh, what's the longest you spend on about? You mentioned five days, week, two weeks, do you, do you get to get off at the end of the cruise or just in situations like even in our weird pandemic, like what's the longest you've actually had to be on the boat? So pre-pandemic when it's just regular and everything's hunky-dory and uh, <laughs> we're not having to stay at home as such, um, you can get off in the different ports of call so you can go and explore, um, especially being part of the entertainment. Most of the guests are going ashore when you come to these different ports. So there's no one really to entertain. So a lot of the people in entertainment as well can go off and enjoy and explore, maybe do some shore excursions. So that's good. Uh, the only thing is with working on board, we work every day. So there's no day off. We literally work 24-7. So um, yeah, at the end of a cruise, on what we call a debark, embark day, turnaround day, uh, we'd be saying goodbye to our guests and we'd be welcoming guests coming on board on the same day. Um, the longest contract I've done has to be, I think, around seven months. So that's seven months before I flew back uh, to the UK or saw family and friends at home. But this year with the pandemic and everything, I spent 70 days on board without touching land. So 70 days at sea was uh, probably my most toughest few months I've done on board ever. Was that because you guys had to like quarantine or they just didn't have a place for you to go? Or I mean, we heard news in the US of people being stuck on some cruise ship because at the time the president was just very, very keen on them staying away from the US land so his numbers wouldn't go up. But why did you have to spend 70 days on a ship? Yep. Yeah. So uh, the company that I work for is a US company. 
Um, so once the pandemic kind of striked, I should say, um, yeah, it was kind of tough. We weren't allowed to dock for the same reason what you've just said, uh, probably with numbers, etc. So a lot of the ships were trying to go to other places out of the states where they could dock to, so they could get the crew home safely. Uh, the particular ship that I was on, we ended up sailing down to the Bahamas. Now, they had their own rules and regulations with the pandemic as well, um, where they went into a bit of a lockdown, the airport to close. Then we'd have flights um, for some crew members. But what happened is a lot of those flights got cancelled. So we ended up staying on board. Now, we weren't allowed to go go ashore or anything because they, of course, weren't sure if anybody did have the virus. So they wanted everybody to stay where they were. Also from the company's side, they didn't want people going out and then maybe bringing something back on board. So we kind of just had to stay where we were. And every day we were wishing that we'd get a flight home to go back home and be with family and friends and not be on board. Now, of course, we had a a close-knit family on board uh, so that was that was kind of nice, and we were all going through things at the same time. But as the time went on, it got a lot harder uh, being away, and you could see things on the news that everybody was going through these different things, and yet we were kind of we were on our own on a ship, weren't allowed to go anywhere. Uh, the Wi-Fi is not the best, so it's kind of hard to speak to people. We kind of felt a little bit away from things, which looking back, maybe that was a good thing. But at the same time, with the world going through what it was going through, you kind of didn't want to be away. It was almost like you were in a different world. It was kind of strange. You kind of mentioned something just now, which is you guys on the cruise have a bit of a family atmosphere. You get to know each other really well. And I'm wondering, is that one of the things that makes you enjoy working on cruises? You know, for a person who's only done one in his life, the concept of someone being on over 200 of them is really, really interesting. So I'm curious, what is it about cruises that you really enjoy? Um, Definitely just meeting people from all around the world every single week. And I'm not talking just about the guests, Um, depending on where you're sailing from. uh, If you're sailing from New York, of course, most of the guests are going to be from New York. They just kind of want to drive up to the pier, uh, rock up, get on a cruise, go to the Bahamas for a few days and then go home without having to fly anywhere. So yeah, we do meet a lot of nice guests on board. But for me, it's really like the family you have with the crew members. The last few contracts that I've done have been very big ships. um, And we have over 1700 crew members. And they're coming from 70 different countries. So that's a lot um, different nationalities on board and the connection that the crew have with one another, regardless of where they come from, uh, regardless of their r- race, religion, politic views, whatever it might be, they work so well together. They have such, or oh, I should say we have such a good connection and it's just so lovely to see. I mean, the way the things have been this year with the pandemic, there's been a lot of things happening in the news, elections, uh, this, that, and the other. And honestly speaking, from my own experience, if the rest of the world worked in a similar way that we work on cruise ships, I think the world would be a much better place. What do you mean by that? 
there's no judgment. Everybody um, just comes together. They're so kind to one another, caring, loving, and it doesn't matter what your views are, what your beliefs are. I think traveling as, as you've probably know, as you've traveled as well, that it really opens up your mind. And I think, you know, I think more people need that to be able to accept one another, regardless of who they are, what their views might be. I guess it's less likely for you guys to have people really vehemently against wearing masks and stuff like that. It's perhaps a little bit more of a put together team and close quarters. And my past experiences has been one of those things where you sort of band together and feel a little bit less uh, different than everybody around you. Yeah. Can I ask like, well, after COVID's done, whatever that means, we did get some news of a vaccine. And when this goes live, it might be much better news that's come out since then. Will you go straight back to the boats? It depends. At the moment, they're trying to do everything as safely as possible. I know with it being an American company, the election and everything has also been a has been a big thing. The CDC wanted a no sale order until I think the beginning of next year. Um, that's changed, um, and things keep changing all of the time. So there has been something put together with a couple of companies um, to try and make things as safe as possible, not only for the guests, but also for the crew, um, because also that's difficult if everybody's coming from different countries, trying to get them back on board. So with a lot of testing, um, who knows, maybe we have to quarantine when we get on board. I I have no idea at the moment, Um, but there'll be nothing for the rest of this year. Everything will Um, hopefully start back up in the new year. Um, And that depends as well on how things are. Um, But yeah, it does look, I guess, uh, kind of promising with a vaccine and and stuff. And not only for cruise ships, but I think for for everybody with their own world and everything that's happening, I think people just want to be able to get back to a bit of normality. Yeah, that's really true. Can I ask a maybe difficult question here? Because in the early parts of the pandemic, and just even maybe in the last few years, I feel like the cruise industry was weirdly demonized. I mean, early parts of the pandemic, it was called some like hotbed of infection kind of experience. And then I know various different uh, folks have had their very, very strict and kind of difficult opinions about cruise ships and and just what happens on them and the type of people that go on them. And, And I don't really want to get too deep into the specifics of it, but just as someone who's so tied to it, what were your thoughts on all of it? I mean, you have way more involvement on a day-to-day running of any ship. And so I can speak from just reading things online, but you're actually, you know, living that usually. Yeah, it was, it was difficult. Um, Being on board, we're already very switched on when it comes to, um, hand sanitizing, washing our hands. It's mandatory before we eat anything. And we do a lot of fogging around the ship, making sure that everything, you know, is is safe. And this is this is normal. This is way, way before uh COVID nineteen was around. I mean that's just something that we do on a on a daily basis, uh, with sanitizing and making sure that everything is super, super clean. So for us as crew members, we found it very difficult that some countries weren't letting us dock to be able to go home, uh, that we were like a disease just, you know, or we were criminals, actually. That's how it felt, actually. Um, it was just, it just felt hurtful more so, I think, that we were doing all of those 
things and those things were in place prior to COVID. And now the rest of the world is saying that we have to wash our hands. And I don't know what they were doing before, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just, it was just really weird. And it just felt a little bit hurtful that we weren't able to get home as quickly as we wanted, just because we were looked at as we were the the disease carriers as such. And I think with that cruise ship, the Diamond Princess, I think it was, um, the one in Japan at the time, uh, they had an outbreak. And I think everybody just put cruise ships under that umbrella, uh, which was, was really hard. I wonder if people who were very quick to judge the cruise industry were people who were not quite as aware of what you do on a regular basis and just look at it as an enclosed box. And that's why it's so fearful, much like a plane, but obviously for several days. On that topic though, I, I have a couple friends who are uh, cabin crew and they have told me in the past that sometimes they don't get to travel for X amount of time for visa reasons or something and they get a little airsick or whatever they want to say. They, they feel like they've been on the land too long. So, do you ever feel like that right now? Are you are you pining for going back out there? Normally, when I come home, it's for two months. It's a two-month vacation. Um, and I'm always ready to go back. This time, I think because I've been forced to slow down and not travel, it's at the beginning, I felt very uncomfortable because I just wanted to pack my suitcase again and go and do what I love to do. But being forced to do something really makes you see things differently and think differently. And actually being away for so many years, it's been really nice to spend quality time with my family that I haven't had uh, for a while. So I do miss it. But also I have that feeling that when I do go back, that maybe the job won't be the same, uh, especially theatres on land are closed and they're having a very difficult time with putting on shows and stuff. So when we go back, will will things be just as difficult on board with the theatres and stuff like that? So it just makes you a little bit more maybe apprehensive about the operation. Mm, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. It is still a theatre on the boat too. So a lot of what you do is actually really directly impacted by the same stuff that you know, sitting here in London, I'm affected with, with not being able to see shows and stuff. Let's pivot briefly. And I want to ask about you. So aside from your job and everything, you know, I travel a lot usually for work and I know just on a personal level, not traveling has affected my life a lot in a lot of good ways, but also, you know, a bit of missing that adventure. So same for you, like how has this not traveling affected your personal life? I know you said you're much closer to your family, which is really great. Is there anything else? Yes. Um, so my fiance, he, well, we met on a cruise ship um, around four years ago. So we've been together nearly four years um, and he is from the Philippines. So since the pandemic came around, um, we haven't actually seen each other. So it's been around seven months that we haven't seen each other. Um, so on a personal level, it has really, really affected both of us just because different rules in the different countries and 
visa problems and this, that, and the other. So it's been very, very hard. We were actually meant to get married in August this year. Um, so we had to postpone our wedding, which is now going to be next year. Um, so yeah, it's played a, a huge part on my personal life as well. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. For people who are listening, we were introduced by my girlfriend, Lauren, and you guys knew each other from years ago in Paris, I think. And she and I are scheming on how we can get back to the US maybe for Christmas, hoping that we can do like a two week stint somewhere. And I'm assuming given that situation you're in, it's you've had those conversations that, the, you know, where could we go? What can we potentially do and, and how to catch each other? But I guess nothing's worked out yet. Yeah. So, um, the original plan was that I was just going to fly to the Philippines when, when things were okay. And then, you know, weeks were passing and things still weren't okay. Um, cause when we were back, of course, in May, I don't think we really realized we'd still be in this situation in November. And I think I can speak for a lot of people that we didn't really think that. So that was the original plan that I was going to go there and that would have been fine. Um, then time passed and more time passed and we thought, you know what, we need to think of something else. So at the moment he has already filed for his fiance visa to come to the UK. Um, so we're literally just waiting for the approval and for him to get his passport back. So they give you a time frame. I think it's up to around 12 weeks. Uh, so there was a lot of process with paperwork and we had to prove that we're in a relationship, show pictures, conversations, a lot, a lot of uh, back work to do. Um, so yeah, we're literally waiting and it could be from any moment now that I'll just get the phone call to say that he's he's got the visa and he's got his passport. Because um, when he's visited the UK previously, he's come on a tourist visa, but they're not processing tourist visas because of the pandemic. So we had to think of things a little differently. And uh, as we were due to get married this year, uh, we, we're processing his fiance visa. So we'll be able to uh, get married within the time frame um, that we're allowed to. Um, so then he'll be able to stay here as well. So maybe the pandemic has, has worked better long-term, but when it's been seven, seven and a half months that we haven't seen each other, it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, gosh. I really hope that this works out quickly. I, in fact, I imagine this episode will be airing sometime after we've we've spoken. So hopefully by then we'll just know that he's here and it's all great. So this actually leads me to sort of a final question for you. I know we've talked a lot about your personal life just now, but I guess the general ethos of this is the cruise industry has been a kind of a like driving factor in your life. It You, you know, you met your partner in it. You have been working in it in seven years. It's made you a very, very mobile lifestyle. It has given you this like really wonderful job where you get to interact with all these people. So I'm, I'm going to ask this last question, which is just what are you hopeful for in 2021? Do you think this is next year rather will be a chance for you to get back into all that? Or are you just, you know, bare bones, just hope that you can see your fiance? Like what is Mandy's 2021 outlook? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so I think having the time to, just stop and and reflect um it gives you that time to set goals um and things that you want to do um also with the pandemic it's made me realize that 
you can you can make plans and you can you can decide that you want to do this that and the other but actually things do do change and you just have to be ready for change at any given moment um so for 2021 hopeful that we will be able to have the wedding that we want um that was booked for the philippines uh, so that'll be august next year so both of our families and friends can be together of course, having my fiance with me so we can at least be in the same country. And we have a property in the Philippines. Um, but since I've been on land for so long, uh, we'll, once he gets here, we'll look to buy a property here as well. And I think more so having some goals in place. I think it's also very good to just kind of trust the process. I think that's very, very important. We get kind of wrapped up or I know that I got very wrapped up in, in setting things or making plans and doing this, that, and the other that you kind of, you, you lose the, the focus maybe of, of enjoying the process and the journey of things. You're so ready to get to a certain point or do this, that, and the other that you, you lose the enjoyment on the the everyday things, the mundane things, which is also a part of life. It's not always the big events um, or going to this place, that place and traveling. Sometimes it's just having a lie in, or maybe it might be reading a book that you want to read or enjoying a nice cup of coffee, you know, and, and I don't want to sound too cheesy with it, but I think it's really made me realize that it's not only just about getting to where you want to get to, but also enjoying getting there. That was Mandy Jones, a cruise director currently landlocked in Wales. Since our episode, the big update for Mandy was that she was finally reunited with her fiancé after being apart for more than half of the year. That level of patience and care with your significant other is no small feat, and I'm delighted for the happy couple. Mandy's experience as a cruise director outlines some incredibly important lessons as we mosey down our pandemic lockdowns. The calmness and slowness that was forced upon her in the end ended up being quite the benefit, giving her a chance to slow down and unpack both her suitcase and her mind. I sincerely hope that travel comes back to some semblance of what it was in a pandemic and eco-friendly manner, but I also think that the speed with which we used to move might not be sustainable in the long term. So maybe this pandemic was just the speed bump that we needed. Thanks again to Mandy for making time to speak with me, and best of luck on the upcoming nuptials. That's it for today's story. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, you can subscribe to get the latest updates anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a moment and you're feeling generous, please leave a review. I'd really appreciate it, and it helps me understand how to make this show even better. For more info on me and this concept, you can visit our website at onesimplequestion.co. One Simple Question is hosted by me, Abhishek Lahoti. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you tune in again soon, and bye for now.